0: Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Must realize that there is no, what people say, there is no gain without, what's that word, pain. And God will say, you know, you're going to reap what you sow. If you, if you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap to the flesh. You know, you, if, you, if you put a lot of calories in... You're going to gain weight. The formula when I taught health was that if you eat more calories than you work off, you're going to gain weight. If you work off more calories than you eat, you're going to lose weight. Simple. But the only problem is that everything that doesn't have many calories, celery, carrots, vegetables, all those things are not that tasty. They're not pleasing to the flesh. So uh you can eat all the collard greens, all the cabbage, all the, the greens you want to eat, Streamy, eat all of it, eat a plate full, eat two plates full. It doesn't matter. You lose weight. If you don't put in, if you if you don't put something else on that plate. Okay. Vegetables are good for you. Yeah. Also, we're talking about stuff in the Bible now because there are, there are people in the Bible who, who just ate vegetables. You, you know who I'm talking about, right? Huh? Daniel's friends? Come on. We also know that we don't have to eat five meals a day. We don't have to eat three meals a day. We don't have to, do we? Is it in the Bible? It, the Bible said that when God was feeding, come on. Who was he feeding? His prophet. Who was his prophet? Elijah, come on. By the brook. He didn't feed him three meals and four snacks. Right? Come on. How many meals did he feed him? Two. Two. By ravens. Ravens Raven brought, brought him food when? Twice a day. Twice a day. Now, God, come on now, God should have compassion Right? He should have fed him at least three times and a couple snacks, right? But he didn't, did he? Because God knows what the man of God needs. Not what he wants, but what he needs to sustain him. Right? Yeah. Now, you say, well, I don't, I like bread. It's okay to like bread. It's okay. When, when the, when the brook dried up, he sent him to the to the to the uh, uh, to the woman, widow woman. What did she have? Just a little meal, a little you know, a uh, uh, little oil. And when she made a cake for him first, and then for herself, it didn't run out, did it? So that means he was eating he was eating bread every meal, wasn't it? Every meal. I guarantee you, he didn't gain weight because God was in it. I'm telling you, you must get God involved. Ask God, help me, Lord. Help. If you cry out to God like I did, God, help me. I can't lose this weight. I can't eat nutrition. I don't like what Minerva tells me. I don't like, I like black pepper. She tell me black pepper can't be used by the body. I, I I use it. I use it. Cause that's what she used to tell me. She used to tell me. She she wanted she wanted to try to get me to eat nutritious. I like fried foods. I like fried chicken. Come on, you know. And she said, "No more fried chicken here. You would get it baked though. You don't eat." So I, man, I still like and bake chicken. Okay. I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> our flesh is, 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 not, is, is not meant to take us into the things of God. Our flesh is to be um, beat into the things of God, you know, under under, you know beating into subjection, okay? That's what you've got to do. You've got to bring it into subjection. It's, it's not going to come into subjection. Sub- subjection is not going to do that. So I'm telling you, the next thing you have to do after you realize that, okay, I got to keep this thing up—not just this this year, not just next year. This is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, and I try to tell people that it's a lifestyle. Don't try to lose 10 pounds in in, in you know 10 days and, and all this this uh, fast stuff. Uh, just you, just lose. A pound a month. A pound a month. That's no good. I'm not going to lose a pound a month. Do you know if you lost a pound a month, you lose 12 pounds in a year? Do you know in 10 years, you would have lost how much? 120 pounds. Right? That's not bad for somebody who might weigh 300 pounds. Right? That's not bad. What difference does it make? If it takes ten years, because if you don't do it, more than likely you're gonna still be the same ten years from now. Yeah, or worse, you know. Yeah. So, so I'm telling you, it's got to be a lifestyle. It's got to be a lifestyle. Okay. So, so I said, well, God, I, I know that I know, I know, I know. That i got to sustain this thing. It's got to be a lifestyle. I know, number two, I know that it's going to be painful. It is going to be painful. And do you know your stomach secretes, your system secretes uh, 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 juices so that it, you, know, you know what time it is. You don't, have to, you don't have to worry about whether it's 12 o'clock for lunchtime. Your stomach will let you know. I mean, check it. Do you all have animals? It knows what time it is and it, it can't tell time by no clock. But it knows when feeding time is. My cat knows, have cat, knows what time it is. No, it's just right by the door. It's eight o'clock. It knows. We start putting on clothes, man. That cat starts inching closer and closer in that room, uh, because it knows, hey, don't you leave here without feeding me. It, it knows. Okay? And if you don't feed it, what happens is that it's painful. It is painful. Okay. So we know that. There, but you got to already realize I'm ready to suffer. Any athlete knows that. Any athlete that goes to training in in the first part of in August, if they play football or uh, whatever they, whatever sport they play, they know that it's going to be a painful thing to get ready for the season. Training is painful. Everybody been to the service noted that that basic training is painful. It's going to be the same way with physical transformation. Painful. The next thing is that I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get God involved. I'm crying out to God. I know I can't do it myself. Uh, if I could do it myself, I would have I already done it. I can't do it myself. And then the next thing I'm going to do, I'm going to find what the Word of God says about it. And when I see, oh, I'm going to memorize this scripture that my goodness gracious. All things are lawful, but all things are not profitable. I'm not going to be mastered by anything. I keep quoting that thing. I keep quoting that. So when the stomach starts acting foolish and start wanting me to eat something, I'm saying no, 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 no. I'm not going to be mastered by anything. So you've got to quote the Word of God. And then you've got to do the Word of God. Because you're going to have opportunities when you go to things. Uh, like I, I, I try to make sure that... Uh, the way I started first of all is I said I'm going to cut out some calories and I'll cut out soft drinks and, and it was hard to do I mean hard to do so I said I'll cut it out first of all during the week and I'll drink some on weekends and then I said okay I'm going to cut it out for during the week and weekends I'll drink some on special occasions and then I got to the point where you could do what cut it out completely because it, it, it's a withdrawal from sugar. You know that? And, and don't you know it's tempting when you go to somebody's house and they have desserts. Right? Yeah. You come to my house, I'm going to have desserts for you. you know. Uh, but now if you're on a diet and you're not supposed to eat sugar, then you need to be able to say, I'm not going to be masked about anything. Hey, thank you so much. It looks so good, but I'm going to be nice. I'm not going to eat anything. You got to, you just got to say it, right? Yeah. There's another scripture says that moderation in all things. Moderation in all things. So if you want to, if they have cookies, you want to eat eat one cookie. Eat one cookie. Don't eat the whole box, right? Eat one cookie. You don't have to, you don't, you don't have to eat the whole thing. If you like potato chips, you can eat one potato chip. Yeah. Just don't eat the whole bag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Physical transformation. It's hard. But you can do it. Get your your partner. Work on it. You can do it. God is calling some of you to physical transformation. He's calling some of you to nutritional transformation. Because some of us are not Eating healthy. Okay? Vocational transformation. Number two. Vocational transformation. Now, in vocational transformation, it's very important. Let's turn to Colossians chapter 3. I think it's verse 17. Let's go down. It says, Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Okay? Whatever you do. And I want to not only talk about vocational transformation, but I just want to talk about included in that is volunteer transformation. Okay? Volunteer transformation also. Some of us Sometimes uh, we are not doing the things that we should do. Let's go down to verse 22. When it says slaves, I like to say like employees. Employees in all things obey those who are your masters or your employers on earth. Not with external service in Ephesians 6. It you, not with our service as men pleases. It says, As those who merely please men, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. See, it's all about the Lord. You Remember the song? It's all about the Lord. It's not about pleasing. When you go to work, it's not about pleasing men. You're not showing up to please men. You're showing up to please God because he gave you the job. You're not working for the boss. You're working for God because he gave it to you. He said, he said in everything, verse 17, in whatever you do in word or deed, so whatever you do, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to Him, to God the Father. Then it says in verse 23, whatever you do, do your work heartily, not lazily, heartily. Why? Because you want to get paid? No. You want to get a raise? No. You want to get promoted? No. As for the Lord rather than for men. And see, what we tend to do is to do it uh, for our service, to please men, to get a raise, to get a promotion. God says, no, it's not about your boss. It's about me. It's about me. So whatever you do, do your work heartily. Let's add to that because we have students in here that is in school. At, at different, uh, whether it be uh, older students, whether it be younger students, some, some people in middle school, some people you know, in, in, in the regular uh, academics, some people in grad school, wherever, whatever, some people taking online courses, some people have to do, go back to school and take a class because they're teachers or whatever have to do to renew certification. Whatever you do, do it heartily. as for the Lord rather than for men. So we're not, we're not trying to uh, study to get an A for our parents, for ourselves. We're trying to do the very best we can for who? For the Lord. For the Lord. Some people have to study more than others. Because some people just, they just, uh, man, they just catch on. You know? Some people, they can just listen to the instructor, don't take any notes, don't do anything, and they can still. They're just smart. You know what I'm talking about? They're just smart. And I'm not that way. I had to work. I had to study. I had to study, 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 just to make good grades. And some people, they just play cards and just mess around. And they still make better grades. They're just smart. You know what I'm talking about? Some people just smart. Some of you might have, have our grandchildren or something that's just smart. They're just smart. Whatever you do, you do it unto the Lord, rather than men. Suppose you volunteer at the hospital, at the Y, at church. Whatever you do, do it what? Heartily as to the Lord, right? On the worship team, on the prayer team, on the usher. Whatever you do, do it what? Heartily as unto the Lord. That takes everything, all of it, out of, all the stuff out of out, out of volunteer work, especially in churches because, you know, some people sometimes they get they get an attitude, don't they? Right? Have you ever gotten an attitude? I have. I have. I've gotten an attitude before, you know. Because I'm volunteering and then they're going to be picky. Right? Come on. They're going to be picky, you know. Well, you know, I, I like things done this way. I, you know, you, you need to... Can you do it this way? I mean, hey, just be satisfied I'm doing it. No, that's not the attitude, is it? That's not what this scripture says. Whatever you do, do the work heartily as for the Lord, rather for men. Listen to what it says in verse 24. Knowing that from the Lord... Come on. From the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. It is the Lord Christ whom you serve. Come on. So when you volunteer at school, you know, you go to your kid's school, to, to, you know, to volunteer to be a, 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 a home, you know, one of those room mothers or, or whatever you do, work in the library, uh, you know, whatever you do, God says he wants you to do it as unto the Lord. The Lord is going to give you a reward. The school is not going to give you a reward and I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm gonna tell you, Sam is not gonna give you a reward, John not gonna give you a reward. I try to get them to give you a reward, but they won't give you a reward. I'm gonna tell you, they're not gonna give you a reward. Okay? No, we're not gonna give you a reward. And we might not even say thank you. I mean, it's not because we're not thankful, is it? It's just because we don't, I don't think that way. Sam doesn't think that way, John don't think, how many, how many thank you notes have you gotten for me? It says, Thank you for uh, your service, Jack, on the drums, Jackie. Thank you. How many cards have you gotten for me? It's probably been about, what, 12 years? How many have you gotten? None. One, none. <laughs> I'm telling you, I just don't think that way. I just don't think that way. Do you think I care? Absolutely. You think I'm appreciative? Absolutely, absolutely. I just don't think that way. My neighbor thinks that way. She thinks, uh, you know, have you have you done this? Have you sent in the cards to? Did you send any flowers to? Did you do? Man, I don't think that way. I just don't think that way. But I need people to think that way for me, right? Now, we're gonna pray over you, Stella, at some point in time. I told, I told Stella. Man, we, we put you as worship leader. We haven't prayed over you. Haven't prayed over Brian. Haven't prayed over any of the, the, you know, have we prayed over the, over you going to the hospital? Uh, you know, have we prayed over you, Brian and Becky? No, we haven't prayed over you all. I mean, to, to send you all out, say, hey, they, see, they, they go to hospitals and they pray for people. They, they come, they, they go, if you go to the hospital, I'm not going to visit you. They're going to visit you because they're old visitation, okay? Because, and they need praying over because, I get you get sick you go to the hospital. There's a lot of stuff going around in the hospitals, man. There's a lot of stuff. I don't go to the hospital, man. I don't want to get sick. So I send Brian Becker, you know, <laughs> not to get sick, now, Not to get sick. <laughs> They're just anointed, you know, but they need to be prayed over. They need to be prayed over, see. And so it's important. Uh, do you think I don't care? I care. And Minerva has told me so many times, have you prayed over, over Stella? No. Matter of fact, I told you, Stella, that we, we, we're going to pray over you, right? How long has it that been? About a year. See? About a year. See? So, so you know, uh, we're going to do this thing, though. We're going to do it. Now that i said it, you know the people are going to hold me responsible. We're going to do this thing. Uh, we're going to pray over you because it's very important. And we need to recognize the people who work in a nursery, who work in a kid's church, who, who you know, because like Brandon, she hasn't been to service in a long time. <laughs> in a long time. You know, uh, uh, and John, John Dadio, like right now, he, Brandon's on vacation, so John is out there doing what she does. So John is not in here. He's out there. See, he, you know, volunteering, right? Volunteering. It's very important. We need to recognize our volunteers, don't we? To let them know how thankful we are. Right? We need to do that. Okay? And and we're going to do that. We'll do it. Okay. Vocational transformation. Can we start going to work not for the money but because we are doing it for the Lord? Can we start doing that? Can we start... When we volunteer for something, doing the work as unto the Lord and not uh, just because you're doing something just to volunteer, just to use your gift. Come on. We're, we're doing it because God has gifted us and we're doing it for the Lord. So whether you get recognition, whether you don't, it's okay because you're doing it for the Lord, now if you're doing it for the wrong reason, you're going to get added to at some point in time because people are not going to appreciate you like you appreciate you. Okay? So this scripture tells us different. One, physical transformation. Two, vocational transformation. Three, relational transformation. That's the last one. Relational transformation. All right, let's go to Matthew. and. and that's a good one Matthew 7:12. That's a real good one. Uh, it's not something that you would think is relational, but it is to me. In verse 12, he says that in everything, in everything, everything, treat people the same way you want them to treat you, for this is the law and the prophets. So all the law, all the prophets in the Old Testament, all of that is summed up in this one saying that treat people the same way you want to be treated. And that's important. Now let's turn to the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verse 34. Let's go there because it tells us something that i like to add to that. He says that a new commandment I give you that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Now, he tells me in verse 35, by this, by this, all men, all, 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 saved, unsaved, heathen, I don't care who they all men will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another. Now we and I like to say, well, I love you. Hey, I love you. I love you. I love you. Even people that you don't like, you say, I love you. It's okay, I love you. Don't like you, but I love you. Well, he says that I want you to love one another even as I have loved you. So now that stops all that kind of talk. Because Jesus doesn't say, I love you, but I don't like you. He doesn't say that. He says, I love you. He said, He wants me to love you just like He loves you. He wants you to love me just like He loves me. He wants you to love me like He loves you. Doesn't He? How does Christ love us? Does he, does, does he abandon us? He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you, even until the end. That's what he said. That's what he said. So nothing should be breaking fellowship off of some weird something that you got irritated, frustrated, angry about, or whatever it is. Or dissatisfied about. Come on. We break fellowship off for any old thing a lot of times, don't we? Don't we? Come on. In the body of Christ is notorious for saying, I love you. But they don't love like Christ loves. And that's what I want. That's transformational. That's relational transformation. That's what it is. If I love you, would I want you to Uh, be subject to going to uh, hell if I loved you? Suppose I say, I love you. But I do things that will send you straight to hell. Would that be love? No. But didn't he say that fornicators will not inherit the kingdom of God? Didn't he say that? Well, if you have somebody who says they love you, but they want to... You call it sleep will, but it's not sleep will. It, uh, who wants to get you into fornication? Is that love? Because that is not love, is it? That is not love. But people do that, don't they? And they say, I love you. If you love me... Then you would do this. That's not love. That's not love. If I loved you, I wouldn't take advantage of you. If you're an employee, employer, if you love your employees, why would you pay them the least you have to pay them just because you can pay them that much? I don't know what the minimum wage is now. Is it a 7-5 or 7-25? What's the minimum wage? Is? Seven twenty-five, something like that. So, well, you don't want to pay somebody their minimum wages, and then expect them to do maximum wages work, right? But employers do that. That's not love. In other words, Matthew seven twelve says that in everything, treat people the same way you want to be treated. Suppose your supervisor said, I'm going to pay you minimum wages from now on. You wouldn't like that if you were uh, a, a manager, right? You wouldn't, ma- you wouldn't like that. You said, no, I'm a manager. I'm a manager. I'm on salary. Well, we're going to take you off salary. Well, we'll keep you on salary. We're just going to multiply what your hours times $7.25, and that should be your salary. You said, no, that's not right. That's not right. Well, why isn't it right? I'm telling you it's very important in a relational, relational, relational. Why would you want to why would you want to uh, be friends with somebody and then because some reason they didn't do what you wanted them to do, they didn't go where you wanted them to go, we use this thing we don't have things in common. Uh, you break fellowship and say they're they not my, my friend. They're not my friend anymore. Well, that's relational, isn't it? But God, well, you say, well, I have a, a lot in common with God. Well, do you really? Do you really? Because He prays without ceasing. He worships all the time. Doesn't He? He always speaks what's good, right. And just, he always does us just. We find out, say, hmm, I don't have a lot in common with him. I want to have it. I want to be just like him. I want to be holy as he is holy because that's what he called me to be. But I'm going to tell you that relational, if we just kept these two scriptures, we'd say, hey, I can, I, can, I, can, I can be relational with people and we'll be okay. We can be okay. You know, I don't have to require them to do this to be my friend. I don't, they don't have to invite me over their house to be friends. They don't have to go with me, you know, uh, hiking to be my friend. Because if I have to go hiking with you to be your friend, you can forget it. I'm not going hiking. My hiking days are over. After my first hike, I'm not going hiking anymore. <laughs> you know. So, you know, you say, well, we don't have anything in common because I like hiking. Oh, well, we got a lot of things in common. You know, Lee Griever, this is Lee Griever right here. Y'all, don't, Everybody don't know Lee Griever. This is Lee Griever. Lee Griever used to say, man, we have so many things in common. Man, we got, look at, we got the little things we don't have in common don't match what we have in common in this book. So nothing upset him but one, one or two things. That's all. I knew to stay away with those things, and then we all right. <laughs> yeah, we all right. You right. Yeah, we're all right. Just stay with no. And, and isn't in that, in that way it can be with, with, with relational? Yeah. Just do what God says to do. Doesn't it? But, but if you... How many of you that's married... Come on now. How many of you married men? I'm talking to men first. How many of you that's married men that want your wife having affairs with some other man? And you say, whoopee! Yay! You know... I love her, you know, and she's doing good. Raise your hand so I can so I can shoot you or something, you know. <laughs> Nobody's like that. Nobody's like that. How many women want their husband having affairs with another man? Nobody. 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 Why not? The the. The word of God says, in everything, treat people the same way you want them to what? Treat you. Isn't it? Yeah. And I like to say, I want to treat people like I want God to treat me. I, I like to see it like that because because people say, Well, well, if I did the same thing you you did, I want you to treat me the same way. No. Let's take it out of that realm. Let's uh, let's put it (laughs) in. However you want God to treat you, treat me that way. However I want God to treat me, I'm going to treat you that way. Okay? That's the law and the prophets. Okay? Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com. Contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.